0: So here's the deal, Justin. I, I'm torn. Is this episode 55 or is this episode 56? Because to me this has to just be a do-over of episode 55.
1: That's true. Yes.
0: But if but if we are doing 55 again, Are we caught in a loop? Do you know, like, I'm worried that we're going to do 55 Mm -hmm. right now and then next week it's going to be like, oh, we have to do 55 again because either Mm -hmm. I lost my audio, you lost your audio, Mm -hmm. computers Mm -hmm. blew up, what, like, Mm -hmm. whatever, downloaded a horrible virus that I sent you, like, what, I'm worried, I'm worried that we're caught in a loop just doing the same episode over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the good thing is that now we come to uh, if we're if we are in a loop, we come to this loop with the knowledge that we had in the last loop. That's and very true. Hopefully, now we can unlock a few new um, options for what we do in this loop. New conversation because of our trees. knowledge. Yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
0: So then let's let's do a recap of what we learned last week, and then we can um, we we can sort of go forth with that uh, cool. uh, this week. So last week, abandoned was a video game trailer app experience that is <laughs> I love
1: this game so
0: much it's so funny it's so funny so if you're not familiar if you're not aware abandoned is this game that we've talked about in the past a little bit about how hideo it's a hideo kojima thing it's not a hideo kojima thing it's unclear what this game is i am still sitting in camp this is just a small little horror game that uh these small devs got in over their heads with uh, if if i'm I don't mean to speak for you, but last week you gave me the impression that you still believe that it's potentially either a Konami thing or a Hideo Kojima thing. Would you say that's right?
1: I think um, I'm leaning at this point in my life more towards it's not maybe, I don't think, I would be shocked if it was a, a, a Kojima thing. Yeah. I wouldn't be as shocked if it was a Konami thing, but I think it's a PlayStation thing bigger than just some company. I think there is some kind of Plan with this, and got I it, think it is a bigger it. deal than it just being a bunch of idiots trying to put together a video game.
0: Sure. So last week they basically were like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna have this real time trailer app, so you can experience the game in and en- the trailers in engine, as opposed to like some pre rendered video." Uh, so everyone got on their PS5s, downloaded this app, uh, and it was supposed to update at like noon or two or something like that that day, and then it didn't. And then on Twitter they were like, "Oh, we're so sorry, we're running into an issue. They delayed it like three days." Um, Everyone comes back. The trailer they show is a trailer that they've already shown on Twitter. Yep.
1: Um, Yep. But, you know, we saw it running on the PS5. So, I I mean, I feel like I have a victory there. That's different. It looks pretty, but at what cost, truly? Um, So that happened. What else happened last week? We also um, uh, talked a little bit about how Nintendo seems to be crushing it with uh, how many games it's selling
0: yes yes there are many many switch games that that people are buying some new some old and they're i think kind of set up i don't know if we talked about this last week but um i I think they're set up really well for the rest of the year with warioware and metroid dread and mario party superstars and uh the pokemon brilliant diamond shining
1: diamond and shining pearl Pearl. Yeah, yeah, yeah which
0: we will talk about a little bit later today um We also talked a little bit about psychonauts, but we're gonna talk about that in just a minute here. This is Hitbox! What's in the fucking box? what's going on welcome back to hitbox episode number huh it's 55 uh i think we're just gonna say it's 55 but also hey like uh, we're, we're gonna give you another shorter spoiler cast for 12 minutes later in the week as a way of saying hey our bad whoops, <laughs> whoops <laughs> our bad uh, uh thanks so much for joining us though my name is peter hunt Spitek. uh joining me as always is my wonderful uh co-host justin matkovich how are think- you doing justin
1: I think video game companies need to talk to each other and like video games media in general and be like, listen, we have all this good information. Let's spread it out. So every week is as crazy as this week was, because there is so much that has happened (laughs) in the world of video games this week. And I don't think it's slowing down.
0: No, I think it's going to be probably like this for the rest of the year. I mean, it just as as things start heating up and speeding up and, and, you know. All of that today, we are going to be talking about,
1: we, we 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 went over our abandoned stuff. Do you have anything else to add about it until we get more information, Justin? Uh, my thing is that I love everything that's happening with this, and I don't care if this game is a 10 out of 10 perfect game or a 1 out of 10 horrible worst thing ever. This is going to be something I will remember forever, and I just am yeah. appreciative of everything that they're doing.
0: And that's the thing, too, like either way, whether this ends up being something or not, it's going to be really interesting to play and talk about because it's like what it is actually versus like what everyone thought it was and, and how that maybe played into its development, whatever uh, might be be kind of interesting. So so we've got that. Oh, and I don't know if we made this clear listener, but. Uh, well, yeah, we fucked up.
1: Uh, we lost our audio. We lost
0: some audio from from last week, so we couldn't publish the episode. Other unless you wanted to hear just my side of it. Um, that could actually
1: be pretty funny, though. I'm sure fifty percent,
0: fifty percent would have been like, okay, I see where he's going with this, and then the other half would be like, <laughs> yeah,
1: and then just silence. If we, have, if we ever, if we ever have um, uh, start a Patreon, that could be one of the uh, the the perks, the perks you get. Yeah. You get the episode fifty five half audio. The,
0: the the lost episode, as as we we're gonna call it. Uh, but we're also going to get into the the Boyfriend Dungeon controversy, as well as just talking about that game, talking about Halo Infinite controversy, uh, as well as the Pokemon Direct. And then we're going to we're going to cur- we're going to wrap this all up by talking about 12 Minutes, giving our review of it and much, much more. But before we get to all of that, Justin. Uh, what have you been playing this week?
1: So uh, I, I've been playing a game uh, this week that you also have been playing this week, and that's been Psychonauts. Because yes. Because I am trying to get myself ready for Psychonauts Two, which is being released August twenty fifth. So that's this week. What is well, that Thursday? That, it, wait, wait. That's Hitbox Day. That's <laughs> that, Psychonauts. Wait, no, no. To- that was yet. That was yesterday. We're we're talking in a t- in a time loop here. That was the twenty fifth is Wednesday.
0: Oh, so then it's good. So yeah. Then it's good. So celebrate Hitbox Day by playing Psychonauts Two. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm re- I'm really excited for Psychonauts 2. I finished Psychonauts 1 last night. Uh, Justin, I think that Psychonauts 2, which, by the way, has been like on my radar all year since they announced that it was going to be coming out this year. It's been one of those games where I've been like, I mean, like, I guess I'll try it just so we can talk about it. And, you know, it'll be on Game Pass, whatever. Upon playing Psychonauts 1 and 2 completion, Psychonauts 2 has the potential to be one of my favorites of this entire year.
1: Oh, I 100% agree. And for full disclosure, Psychonauts 1, one of my favorite games of all time. If, um,
0: if I had that game when I was a kid, I think I said this last week, we would have been like me and my siblings would have been drawing those characters on yeah, our notebooks yeah. and stuff like uh, forever. They're so, it's so good. It is so good. And I cannot believe that I slept on it this long.
1: Yeah. And it, it, like I say, it's one of my favorite games of all time. And that's when I played it when I was in high school. I think I was probably like a senior in high school when I played it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I haven't played it since then until I just replayed it. Now the game is old. <laughs> like I want to yes, yes. like just set it up like that. Like it doesn't necessarily hold up as being like in a today's sense, the best, my favorite game of today. Right. Mm-hmm. But for when it came out, what it did, the way the game sets itself up how different every level or brain is there's just so much good stuff and creative stuff about this game and i love it
0: i feel like i've been saying this a lot um i think this i think psychonauts has so many ideas and like not all of them work perfectly but i think it still goes for it which is awesome you know what i mean like, like each, each yeah. one of those different um, um levels is so memorable like,
1: they're so interesting and cool. I don't know. And even if, like, the stuff that they tried doesn't, don't work, they don't overstay their welcome because nope. they, every every level is kind of so different. So for those of people who maybe may not know about Psychonauts or Psychonauts 2, can you give, like, a top-down perspective of what this game is?
0: Yeah, so it is a 3D platformer following the adventure of Rasputin, a psychonaut in training and he's at a psychonaut a, a psychonaut summer camp and so the psychonauts are basically like psychic warriors <laughs> who have like <laughs> different I like psych- you're laughing during this. <laughs> it's fun it's it's stupid and it's great like he's at summer camp for being a psychonaut but he uh has to get all his merit badges before his dad comes and picks him up um tomorrow <laughs> which is like that's funny <laughs> uh so it, it's very like it's styled it's like visual style is very like tim burton Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of comedy in it that i don't know really lands for me Um, oh absolutely in in a way that like i don't know i think funny video games like either really work or like really do not work uh like like i think about this juxtaposed with do you ever play that deadpool game on like the xbox 360 and like Uh, ps3 Yeah, Yeah, yeah like i don't know i i maybe it's just cause I don't necessarily like love the Deadpool brand of humor. But I mean, even when I was a kid, I was like, all right, Wade Wilson, <laughs> like let's <laughs> slow your roll there. But uh, I, I think it nails its comedy so well. Um, and so basically you go through these different levels, which are, which all take place in the minds of the people who are at the camp and in the surrounding area. And like, they all have these different themes and they get like super crazy there's one you end up having to fight a boss that is a giant lungfish and then after you fight it underwater and then after you fight the giant lungfish you go inside its brain and inside its brain is like a old school like monster like Godzilla movie where you're giant and you're smashing buildings yeah. and it's like all these lungfish like running for their lives it's so fun play this game it's on game pass and, and like to your point it, it's an old game Like there are some old things to it for sure. Uh, But I thought that was going to be kind of like when I initially sat down with it, I was going to just play it for two hours and then be like, all right, I got it. And then I played the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I think so. This game was made by Tim Schafer, uh, who uh, has made one of my favorite video game series of all time, the Monkey Island series. And those are your old school point and click adventure kind of games. Uh, But the thing I love about the monkey Island games is that was like one of my first times playing a video game. That was actually hilarious. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the whole thing is your your name is Guybrush Threepwood, and you play this, like, geek who wants to be a mighty pirate, but he is, like, the worst person ever. Like, he tries to drink Grog and, like, gets, like, sick on it, which is, like, the pirate, like, yeah. drink and everything. And he goes around just being a complete idiot, but, like, he still saves the day in the end all the time. hmm And um the funny funny we should I I should mention a point-and-click adventure game today Mm. Uh, but uh, the uh, Tim Schafer games are always filled with this just enjoyable worlds fun characters good dialogue interesting gameplay and even though this is a platformer there is some semblance of that uh, kind of like you have an inventory and try your items to solve puzzles sometimes very light like it's not like fresh to the point of frustration in most cases but there's just so much to do in this game and it's more than just being a platformer um there's it's fun it's creative it's colorful um was the Lungfish Opolis your favorite level
0: um no uh no i'm gonna say it's the most memorable um yeah. i th- i really liked the there's a lot to choose from i'll say yeah they're um, really good <laughs> i i did like towards the end you go to this like neon not neon like black light black lit world that everything is like different colors and you're like running away from this bowl while i thought that some of that those mechanics were a little old janky like it was still really cool and and i thought yeah. the visual style of it was was pretty sweet um
1: is what's your favorite do you have a uh, the milkman conspiracy is one of my favorite oh my There's gosh like this that's like, so cool yeah there it's like this like communist like scare kind of uh like 50s town that you're that you're living in and uh, you basically have to infiltrate uh, this, like, secret base to find the milkman. And there's all these, like, mysterious government figures walking around. Uh, and you have to, like, find items to blend in with these government men. So, like, you'll find, like, a watering can and pretend you're a gardener and you have to walk with by the government men with the the watering cans as well to, like, blend in and stuff. And they're just it's just so weird and funny and... Uh, it ends with this boss against a milkmaid or whatever <laughs> yeah. and, like it's just so ridiculous and i love it
0: yeah, and that, and that's the thing too what i appreciate is like and i've not played a lot of tim Shafer games i played monkey island 2 mm-hmm. um it was on it was on games with gold once yeah uh i didn't finish it but that's because it was i mean i think it's old it's it's old and those puzzles are pretty obtuse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, like I got one, to the one... point
0: where like I had to look it up and I was like, Oh, well good thing I looked this up. Cause <laughs> had I spent a million years thinking about this. I would have never even tried yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I like, I didn't play, um, uh, what's the rock music one with Jack Black?
1: The Modo? rock of brutal legend,
0: brutal legend. Um, I didn't play that one or, but, uh, what, what I, what I think is cool about psychonauts is it feels like this is the vision of the people who wrote it. Yeah. and it it was able to convey so much visually and then also the, just like in the writing and what the style of the gameplay was that it feels yo these people when they were writing it had this specifically in mind yes and that's what it is yes um yeah <laughs> hey what a good game
1: yeah yeah, it's it's definitely up there for me. So I'm super excited about Psychonauts 2. I think the very worst case scenario, we get more of this. Best case scenario, it's this, but better.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm imagining, okay, well, the the old jank of the some of the controls and some of the combat stuff, like, I assume that's going to be gone if it's got a similar good story with with fun and charming characters. Like, I cannot even be mad about it. So I'm looking forward to it. Justin... I've been playing another point-and-click adventure game this week. Can I tell you a little bit about Splitgate? Now, point-and-click is a little... Wait, wait. Yeah, now hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Point-and-click might be the wrong description for it, but I'm playing it on the computer. Uh, It's available on consoles. It's basically Halo multiplayer with a portal,
1: but everyone has a portal gun from Portal. Well, now that you say that, isn't every computer, like, shooter a point-and-click? Now, here's
0: the thing. The only puzzle in this point-and-click adventure is use gun on man, but, like... (laughs) I was thinking about it, like, as I was playing it, I was like, I'm just moving my cursor over to that guy's head and clicking, like, <laughs> like, and if I can do that faster than him, like, yeah. then I'm gonna be fine, and and I don't know, do you know what I'm trying to say, like... No, yeah, I get it, I get it. Yeah, so, so like, I don't know, <laughs> maybe they're all point-and-click adventures.
1: So, uh, you see, I mean... Portal and Halo, that seems like two things that don't necessarily fit with each other. How, do, how does this game stand out from other uh, kind of arena shooters?
0: Um, because it feels like classic Halo, I think. It's its not, I mean, like there is, you can like zoom in a little bit, but you're not like aiming down your sights necessarily in the way that like, you know, Call of Duty or or Battlefield or what ha- whatever else has you doing. Um, and it's just like pretty simple, small arena maps. And there are, you know, 10 different weapons that you can use but you it's pretty much all like you got your assault rifle your battle rifle your rocket launcher and it's all it's all just like the same halo stuff um it's a lot of fun and then the portal stuff like i've not really gotten into it in a major way to the point where like i'm using portals and stuff all the time especially because i'm using mouse and keyboard which i'm not super like i'm not i'm trying to cut my teeth on it with with this game a little yeah bit. yeah um but it it works really well it's a lot of fun it's free to play and um there are a lot of people playing this game right now it is sort of blown up in a major way
1: yeah I think it's blown up and and um didn't they announce that it's like because it's technically an open beta but it's going to be in like an extended one because it's yeah
0: so actually I downloaded it a few days before it was technically supposed to get it's like 1.0 release uh and then I wasn't able to play it And I think I might have talked about on the show like I've tried to get into it but Mm -hmm. the Instead of just letting the servers crash, they were like, "All right, we're gonna do a queue system," <laughs> which is smart. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like people are able to play the game, but it would be like, "Yo, you have to wait ninety minutes," and like, I don't know if That's I'm gonna funny. wait ninety minutes for a game I haven't played that I don't know if I like yet. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but people were waiting because it's just that good, and now they have. It, I've not had any issues getting into the game. Uh, it is a lot of fun. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. So. Uh, I'd recommend it. Try it out. It's free on. It's on all platforms. But I found. I I did try it on PlayStation. But I found the, um, there's a little bit of like, uh, not lag delay between moving the camera and like actually looking. Which, oh, interesting. That which, would, that
1: would be like ooh.
0: Yeah, which I've experienced. Like there are some games that are kind of like that, or it might not be delay, but it might just be that it starts slower and then speeds up when you hold it down. You know, well, what I'm yeah, saying?
1: is it the, like aim assist kind of stuff, probably. Kinda,
0: but uh, it, I was just like, I'm not even gonna mess with this. I'm just gonna try it on my computer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a a pretty good point and click adventure. Um. I, now we've we've also been playing Twelve Minutes, which is another point and click adventure. Uh, <laughs> I want to a theme. W- let's come back to it
1: because we'll give it about 12 minutes and then we'll come back to it
0: (laughs) lol justin makovich lol uh let's talk a little bit about boyfriend dungeon first i've been playing this on xbox game pass have you you've been playing it right
1: yeah i've been playing it on game pass i was initially looking for something to play on my switch yeah uh and i saw this came out on switch and i was like maybe i want to play this game but then i saw it was on game pass and i was like (laughs) (laughs) why would i why would i buy it on switch specifically because i have my backbone so i've been playing it back and forth between on my uh series x and then on my uh backbone and it plays really well remote play uh through backbone by the way Mm -hmm. um a little small for the text i found the phone really close to my screen my my eyes uh but um yeah sorry uh but uh yeah you know uh, so i like it yeah how how long how long have you played it ish um I got to the s- second dungeon about halfway through the second dungeon, which oh. from what I'm guessing is the only other dungeon in the game. So there's two okay. major dun- dun- uh, dungeons. dungeons. Uh, so uh, I played it pretty significantly. Um, uh, I would say I have not beaten it yet, mm. but I probably will at some point.
0: Sure. So I played probably an hour and a half of it. Um, I-, I, I just wanted to play enough to be able to talk about it a little bit and understand it a little bit better for the show. But it is fun. I mean, do you want to give a rundown as to like what it is?
1: Yeah, so it's basically a dating simulator mixed with a roguelike dungeon crawler mm-hmm. in which the characters you are dating are the weapons you are using in the dungeons so by getting to romance and know these characters uh and you can either romance them romantically or like as a friend i guess um you uh will level up their abilities that they can have so what starts off as a as a very simple like rapier eventually turns into like a rapier that has like extra charging and super and like weird like extra moves to it so the The good thing is that I really feel like when you upgrade a relationship with one of these characters, it really makes the gameplay better for that character. So there's an incentive to get to know a lot of these characters and try to friend them up um, and use multiple different weapons mm-hmm. um, and uh the th- I am really not a huge fan of the roguelike genre a lot of times, yeah, but what I like about this game particular is that they do a good job of getting you checkpoints in a dungeon. So you're not just doing it from the start every single time. I think there might be, I, I don't know the exact amount of like lay, levels per dungeon or, or uh, floors, but they will like save you every like f- a couple, like two or three. So if you die on like floor eight, they might send you back to floor seven until you get to floor 10, then you'll get back to floor 10. Mm-hmm. And it's just really kind of, a, it's a very kind of simple but also unique take on the roguelike genre for me.
0: Uh, if I had to like give it a word I would say like approachable.
1: Yeah, would exactly. you agree? Like yes, yes.
0: Cuz to me it feels like a game where it, the dating sim stuff is the meat of it at, at yes. least in my limited experience with it and then the dungeon crawling stuff is sort of like, oh and then this is also here. Would you
1: Sort of say that's. I would say accurate. yes and no. As as you get deeper into the dungeons, they do get a little bit more um, complicated. Uh, not com- difficult, I would say, um, mm-hmm. but it really does require you to level up. So I don't. This is a good example. The very beginning, there's supposed to be a moment um, where you find your first weapon, and then all these creatures spawn around you, and they do it several times, and you're supposed to die. I think. Okay. Um, I didn't know. I also did not yeah I was right. like so was maybe like, you're not supposed to die <laughs> like right. I got through it I felt special and then I kept going down like the floors of the dungeon and then I got to a point where you have to hit these people like I think I got to the first mini boss of that dungeon like a big sp- a f- spider phone oh <laughs> and um I got there and it was like literally I was like a pinprick every time I tried to attack it and mm-hmm. it like destroyed me but then I left the dungeon leveled that up came back and was able to actually like do damage to it with with once i level up and stuff sure And like kind of move on from there um but it is super approachable like it does not i this game when you die i don't feel discouraged to go back i feel like i can go back i can take take this and maybe maybe it's because i'm a baby gamer um and i you know the guy i prefer this game over hades to be honest (laughs) like that's like um I understand that there's more depth and challenge in a game like Hades, but sometimes specifically like with these roguelike games, I don't want that challenge
0: yeah well and we we've talked about like what's kind of rough with Hades is you play it and then you get to a part where you're stuck and you die mm-hmm. immediately and you're like, all right
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'll be another fifteen minutes to get back there and try yeah, yeah. and see if I can yeah maybe begin to understand like the the patterns of this boss uh, yeah yeah i I definitely understand that I'm, I'm liking it so far i don't i don't know if i'm necessarily going to stick with it there's a lot of reading uh and i i love persona 5 all right so i'm down to read in the game <laughs> like not a yeah. not a problem but um it was a little much especially when like you're getting texts constantly and like having to check up with all this stuff um, there's there's a mom character who can text you if you have that feature on, which I do, uh, and she just texts you all the time. And like, it got to the point where I'm kind of like, maybe I do want to turn this off, just because it's like, <laughs> yo, know, you're texting me all the time. Um, but I I do like the combat. Um, I, I think the way that it's staged is interesting. And uh, as a fan of the anime Soul Eater, the animations of people transforming. From weapons into humans is like so dope, and like a- and, and, absolutely like, what I'm my,
1: about. My favorite, uh, my favorite part about meeting a new character is watching them do that, like like awesome transformation into their into their weapon, or from their weapon to the character. It's just that it's always like a hype moment, yes. When you get to see your sword for the first time as a human, well,
0: and it's also it's also like I know what you sound like. What are you gonna look like?
1: <laughs> you know,
0: uh, which I think is is kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think it's interesting, and I think it's pretty good. Like, like as far as, um, I don't know, we talked about Doki Doki Literature Club last year for Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, as far as Dating Sims with a twist, even though it's, like, not a twist, but, like, Dating Sims with a, like, um, like merged with other types of games, I think this is a pretty cool take on that.
1: Yes, absolutely, and and I think I think your your point about so much reading is is a good one because that's a dating sim, right? It's a lot right. of like reading and going through it, and I think just as you get bored with it, you can go back in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Now, gran, yeah. grant, if what I was reading is correct, there's not that many dungeons to get through, so this isn't like a, a twenty hour gaming experience, right? Um, but I I am enjoying it, and if it's on Game Pass, hey just try it out Uh, that's the thing very
0: happy to try it if it's on game pass and also like uh i mean you know if if it's a shorter experience well hey that's also kind of a dating sim like not necessarily a huge deal if it's not 15 hours long like you know give me at least you know two or three and i think i think you're good i will say when i started it up and it was like talk 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 i was like oh yeah like (laughs) no yeah it's a dating sim now justin you've dropped into our uh chat here one image of a reversible body pillow of Uh now I'm forgetting the name of this fella.
1: Uh, can you remind me of, of who this might be? (laughs) Uh, I don't believe I know this, this boyfriend's, uh, this is not, this is the, the saber. Yes.
0: The guy who's got, he's absolutely ripped and jacked who I've not spent any time with because he was like, do you like dancing? And like, I I was like, (laughs) uh no and he's like you should come to my bar and i was like i don't really do that either i was <laughs> like, uh, like okay I'll talk to you later man um who are you I, i'm curious if there's i'm sure there's more characters than the ones i've met um but who um, are you sort yeah, of there are with? a
1: ton i'm trying to trying to get their names because i'm really bad with with the names um and their uh faces here okay so uh the character that i'm using the most is the one that you start off with which is isaac i'm really kind of digging isaac a lot and as you're going on more and more dates with these characters um i'm appreciating uh uh, just isaac as a person uh then um i'm also uh using the the dagger girl uh valeria Valeria. yeah Yeah, been using using her a little bit um i don't think you got far enough but have you met pocket yet (laughs) pocket no Uh uh-huh um so this is this is where where things get a little little weird uh pocket is the weapon type is basically kind of like a like brawler character okay
0: oh i'm I'm uh, scrolling through a list of characters and this is an interesting image of this character go on
1: yeah, pocket's a cat <laughs> Huh. interesting
0: <laughs> <laughs> likes sunbeams, fish boxes yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. I've been to a cat cafe um so perhaps we are yeah I'm, so you, you met you met there. pocket
1: you met pocket at the because you went on the date with the barista yeah Who was like, so I don't really pocket like vibe. was there looking at you oh that was that was the cat yep that was the cat so you later meet meet the cat in the actual dungeon so
0: that's kind of fun uh the name of the saber here is um
1: sunder he's oh yeah weird i didn't remember that name
0: yeah um i don't <laughs> he likes clubbing hair products and night so owls this
1: is, this is really funny like just looking look at these characters like there's all these wikis and stuff like for pocket for example likes sunbeams fish boxes and the dislikes other cats <laughs> <laughs> it's fun i i
0: like it i was uh, i was hanging out with valeria a little bit um when we went to the museum and talked about which sort of paintings we would steal and then i also did i i hung out with um isaac a little bit as well i like it his voice actor is really good I mean like not yeah. that not that I've played a lot to really get into it but like he is quite uh, sultry is that the right word like yeah quite the voice um yeah I'm a fan
1: so, so and w- yeah one one thing about this game too that um I think should it should be noted at the beginning is that for all these characters at least as far as I've gotten in it like you wanna like level up your relationships with all of them and like hang out with all of them because that's how you get like their 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 powers better. So, I don't necessarily think there's like you don't choose like the one that yeah. you should focus on because you can focus on all of them. And there's eventually like every level you get in the dungeon, um there you have the option to switch your weapons because you can only like max a level of a character up after you are dead or after you finish a dungeon. So mm-hmm. for example, if I'm with Isaac and all of a sudden I'm like, I've maxed out level two, I can't officially level up to level three until I die or go to another dungeon. Got it. So got then it. you just switch weapons to like level up that other weapon, right, and, right, right, and move right, That story forward and stuff. So um, there's basically, there's just a lot of incentive to meet all these characters. And I think all these characters are written really well. I think a really cool thing about this game is how um, open it is about uh, gender like your character you can be a girl or a boy it does like you you get to choose that um, you get to choose how you look uh, it's just a very kind of like free game and I kind of really like that
0: uh, it's, it's very inclusive as well yes. uh, in terms yes. of like your pronouns and stuff which I appreciate it's like you can change these at any time uh, and not only do they have you know he him she her but you also have they them for more gender neutral people uh yep. or non-binary or, or whatever it's it's cool and, and i think what i appreciate about it as well is that in a lot of these games where you create a character it's like and that's who you are forever and it's like right oh, right, right. Uh, but you can change all that at any time and it also uh makes sure to point out to you at the very beginning the pronouns that you choose for your character do not impact yes, your options yes. at all, which is also which is awesome. a great thing to let you know right up front, you know?
1: And, like, think with a game like Mass Effect 2, how when you're choosing Fem Shep or Male Shep, that impacts your romance options, that impacts who you can, like how like certain conversation trees that you have with certain characters yeah. that wouldn't necessarily, like, that... It just doesn't create as an open of an experience as a game like this does, and I think that's really cool and progressive.
0: Well, I also think you look at... uh like the dating in cyberpunk if i'm remembering mm-hmm. correctly you could choose your pronouns i don't think you could have gender neutral pronouns but you could choose mm-hmm. at least
1: your like
0: i'm trying to remember but
1: i remember it being shitty i remember it being yeah, it like, wasn't great it, yeah. was, it, it like it like it, it like made an effort but the effort was almost like why did you make that effort I think if it that was, was the also, effort you're gonna make
0: yeah i think it was like your voice type was tied to your pronouns or body type or whatever it, it whatever but it also it gated off yes these romance options depending on they had or whatever right i mean
1: low amount yeah
0: yeah. but uh which sucks but i think that this game is is exactly how you do it so that anyone can be like if you're playing a role-playing game make it a role like let people be who they are and and, right exactly yeah uh which i think is is good and, and needed you know and and i i think that the attention to detail in this sort of thing is is pretty cool it's weird too like i I will say there's slow progress being made for this sort of thing but i would say that there are definitely steps being made in that direction while the cyberpunk stuff was not great it was still an attempt yeah and i think that even that option being there is like okay well at least they recognize that this is a thing did you get it right no should you be able to are, are, do you have the option to change that CD Projekt Red? You do. But at the end of the day, like, there there was a, a, an attempt there. Or even with, like, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, uh, you make a custom character and then you can choose their pronouns, which is, like... I don't know if anyone ever refers to you in that way, but it's cool that that's an option in a call of duty game of all things.
1: You know, I, I'm I'm laughing just because of how you could say call of duty and repeat literally almost anything after it. And it would seem <laughs> just, right. You know, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Do you guys play call of duty kitchen sink? That was like the weird one for me. Um, but you know, like they are, that's a big, huge franchise that included that sort of thing. And, and, you know i don't know i i think that's cool and i think that the more that sort of stuff gets to be put in character creators and gets to put be put in video games i think more of that is better
1: exactly and it doesn't take away from anyone like it just it it only gives more options and that's the thing that helps that's great
0: so i'm glad that we talked about the merits of this game and, and what this game is before we started talking about sort of the controversy surrounding it because i think at the end of the day i've only played it for an hour and a half but if this sounds like your thing give it a try because first of all it's on game pass but then second of all like i i found this to be a delightful experience in terms of all that stuff if you are into the idea of you know playing a dating sim and and the dungeon crawling stuff and then also the visual novel aspects of all of this so like if if that sounds like your thing then i would say that this game is for you and I, i think that that's pretty cool and i also think that it's important to separate the actual game of this and the merits of it from the controversy surrounding it which is um what i feel like a lot of people are talking about and not actually like talking about the game itself do you know what i'm trying to say absolutely so the controversy surrounding this game is about its content warning which I believe we talked about a little bit in the past when we, when we talked about Doki Doki literature club for, uh, Halloween last year. Um, but we're going to, we're going to talk about it again, some more. And, and just, Hey, as an FYI to anyone listening, uh, here's a little content warning for yourself. We're going to be making references to things like stalking and, um, manipulation or like potentially unwanted advances and stuff. So if that's not really your thing, I will put a, um, time code for you to skip to uh, in, in the description of this episode. But so the content warning at the beginning of the game uh, reads this way. This game may include uh, references to unwanted advances, stalking and other forms of emotional manipulation. Play with care. So basically the conceit of this controversy, uh, th- this is an article from the Mary Sue by princess Uh week uh, um, Thanks for this article. It is titled Boyfriend Dungeon Content Warnings and the Complexity of Being a Marginalized Creator. Uh, This is a great article if you're looking to really read more about this whole topic here, Um, but here's a little excerpt from it, and it says this. The controversy came when one player expressed that the content warning at the beginning of the game did not properly set people up for the content in the game. In the original warning, it said that the game, quote, referenced stalking, which some felt indicated that the stalking element would be part of a backstory. In actuality, there is a character named Eric who, after meeting you, starts sending you the texts and showing up unannounced on dates. His behavior is gross and called out as such by everyone who comes across him. He's everything you hate in a so-called, quote, nice guy rolled into one package. Um, so, th- so that's basically the conceit of the controversy is that some people felt that the content warning did not properly prepare them for um for what was actually in the game. In another article from Kotaku Australia, uh, um, this is by uh, Julian Rizzio Smith, he, he titled, Here's Why Boyfriend Dungeon has reignited the debate over trigger warnings in video games. This talks a little bit more about that initial complaint. So, um, an excerpt from this article, which, by the way, both of those will be in the description as well, reads, On Friday morning, outside uh, Xbox Outsider Managing Editor Matthew Arcilla took to Twitter to claim that not only was experiencing Eric's behavior triggering, but that the developers didn't do enough to properly warn players that might fe- uh, that might feel triggered by it. Quote, the game quickly establishes that this guy is utter nuclear waste, a completely radioactive toxic person. And quote. Acryla tweeted in a now private thread, quote, that's great, sure, but he's also a stalker. He won't stop texting you no matter how rude you are to him. Can't even block his number. I did not consent to this. I know for uh, some games this is par for the course, but it's 2021 and I didn't ask Boyfriend Dungeon to place me in an extremely distressing situation, which from what I can tell, I cannot opt out of. End quote. So that's what people are talking about with with the controversy surrounding this game. And uh the developers have since said hey we're going to include a new content warning here um and and they are going to update it to make it more clear that instead of saying like hey you may experience this sort of thing it is hey this is in the game but um people are saying that like the entire character of Eric should be cut out of the game for some people wishing to opt out of that sort of thing. And, and I guess, Justin, my question for you is, what do you think of all of this? I know it's sort of a big thing to unpack, but where, where do you sort of fall
1: with this? So full disclosure, when, when I first started playing this game, mm-hmm. literally you, you see the content warning pop up first. Yeah. And then after the content warning, you get the message about do you want your mom to text you yes or no? and you yep. get to choose if your mom texts you. I sent you those... Like, I started playing, and I sent you those images because I was like, this is odd. This is a juxtaposition that's just really strange right here, right? Like, there could be stalking and unwanted advances in this game, and do you want your mom to text you? Mm-hmm. And then I was, I'm playing the game, and I meet Eric, and Eric is a douchebag, but I was just being polite to him because I figured that would help level up the shop because he's the shop owner of weapons and stuff or whatever. And I kind of just left it at that. And then I started reading these articles about all this controversy. And not only is it the fact that the content warning says that it may include references. I didn't get this to in my playthrough, but I've read it since you need to interact with this character in order to finish the game. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not a may situation. It's that you have to like, it's part of the story. So you're going to interact with this character. It's going to be, give you unwanted advances in the game. Um, so I think that's where a lot of people were upset with the trigger warner, not warning, not being, um, accurate. Uh, personally, uh, I, I think what, uh, the Kit Fox, that's the name of the company. Yes. Well, kit, Kit Fox was responsive. They tweeted about it immediately. Uh, in a, in less than a week, they updated the, uh, trigger warning. I, fr- I forgot. Did you read the trigger warning? The new one, the updated one. Uh, I can yeah. pull it up. Keep talking. I have it I have it here. Oh, go ahead. Um, so the they updated it and um, it, the warning now says this game story involves exposure to unwanted advances, stalking and other forms of mani- of emotional manipulation. Play with care and take breaks as needed. So basically the biggest like language difference there is it's not a may situation. This game involves it know about it and if it if it's worrisome make sure you play be careful when you're playing it take breaks yeah so i think the wording itself i think that that can fix some of the uh the issues that people have with it in terms of removing the character from the game i i mean it it's that becomes really hard with with what the game is going for um not that not that the game wants to say to normalize this stuff the game is saying this is bad
0: yeah so just for a little bit more context so further on in this twitter thread this this um, matthew acrilla says this i understand that this might be by design and plays into some themes that you're setting up in the game but your content warning is insufficient find mm-hmm. a way for us to opt out of this storyline i personally take like i do not think that they should do that because i think that in my limited time with this character the game has already taken a stance of like Yo, this guy fucking sucks like yes. there, like this guy is not everything that he's doing makes everyone uncomfortable and no one likes it which if you are the kind of person who does that and you see that you're like oh <laughs> no one likes that <laughs> you know yeah. because i i do think that you know and this is a much bigger conversation than what we're talking about. Like I don't, men behave poorly when around women that they want to date, regardless of if the woman wants to date them or not. And so I think that there's not a lot of media that really addresses that. And so if you can have a game that says definitively, this sucks, don't do that. I think that's a good thing.
1: And, and I think one of the things too, like with how, how, the game handles so much about like identity and dating and character and stuff yeah. like that. It really makes it stand out even more that this is not the kind of person I want to be around. Right. Um, and not saying that, you know, you should make people feel uncomfortable to prove a point, but I think this game does so much to try to set the player up for what the content is going to be in the game, not just with the trigger warning, but even how the character is set up and the other characters interact. And yeah, it, it, I can understand why people are upset with it, but i I think there are so many other things in video games that uh that don't handle stuff well and for a game that's that tries to and I think for the most part succeeds at handling the stuff pretty well um I just don't know if if targeting kit fox is the the answer
0: because also like there is a now okay now with this updated trigger warning there is a very clear hey this happens in this video game right this is what is in this is what this game talks about and that is not going to be for everyone and that's okay and and you are able to opt out but i I take a lot of issue with the way that the uh matthew acrilla is saying like there should be a way Mm -hmm. for us to opt out of the storyline if we don't want to experience it the the way to opt out of that, because it's integral to the game, and and I don't want to necessarily talk about spoilers of the game, but this is an important character based on what happens in this game. You cannot opt to opt out of the, that storyline is to just opt out of the game. And and he, he said, like, I did not consent to this. And later on in this Kotaku article, Kotaku Australia article, excuse me, um, they, they reference um, a Nintendo America localization writer, Kelly Plague or Plague. Uh, and, and she's, Plaggy, I think. Plaggy? Okay, sure. And, and she says this. Um, in this usage, consent usually refers to boundaries around acts of physical or emotional intimacy, the violation of which is frequently assault, harassment, or abuse. It's serious and means something specific. Encountering something you don't like or even suggesting, so- or even something triggering in media is not a violation of consent. It's a frankly gross bastardization of language to act as if that's the case. And like I think that is extremely well put because to say like I didn't consent to this yeah like yeah, that's really good to to say like I didn't consent to playing this video game, you do because you have the option to stop at any point mm-hmm. and, and like you are giving your consent to play a game by playing it and and I think that to say to use that word when it means something as Kelly plag how did you say it Plaguey? plaggy 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 as she puts it, that means something very specific, and it is not appropriate in this context because it is, you're not using that word correctly, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that it makes sense that people were upset initially about that content warning not being up to par. But I think they, at least to me, as someone who is not triggered by that sort of thing, to me, it seems as if they've done a good job reacting to that to that response, and then also responding by updating that sort of
1: stuff. W- what do you think? I, I I have to say I appreciate that this is a conversation. Like I yeah. think that this is this is a good conversation to have. Like not not even just pointing at the game or uh, pointing at uh, what Kid Fox did or didn't do or how the game is set up. I think uh, conversations like this are important, and mm-hmm. I know like. When, when something is personal to people and if this does happen to people, it can be something that is triggering, which yeah. is part of the reason that there's a trigger warning. Um, but the more we talk about this kind of stuff, the less it happens and the less we accept it, just ignoring it or just saying like, nah, you're whatever, like that's fine. So if, if you are bothered by it, I agree, don't play the game, yeah. right? Like that's that's the way to do it. But keep keeping these conversations going and having stuff like this is only going to help people. So I always say that if, if something bothers you, you you should say something, right? Yeah. You should call it out, right? And if you're the one getting called out, and your reaction is anger and like digging your heels in, that says something about you. Like, listen to why someone's upset with you. Maybe they're upset with you for a valid reason or a not valid reason, or you know, they're they're. The, the conversation is where change happens and the conversation is where kind of the truth will, will, will come out back and forth. So talk about this stuff. It's good.
0: It, it not necessarily related to video games, but the way that you're saying this, it's on my heart. And, and not that we have like a huge listenership, but I think it's important uh, to to any of the men listening to this. Like check on your friends because you may have friends who behave this way and you can help people by saying, hey, dude, do not do that, you know, or, or whatever. It's it's not necessarily as simple as I'm making it sound, but that that is something that you can do to make this better. Um, or, or even, you know, assess that about yourself if you're like, oh, maybe I do do that. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox here, but I do think it's important to have these conversations, particularly with men, about unwanted advances and, like, finding, like, signals that are maybe not there and, and and all that sort of stuff but I, I don't know and, and yeah, as for me
1: personally who wasn't triggered by this like again I I engaged with this game not thinking it was a de- a big deal but then when people say it's a big deal then I'm like oh it really is a big deal like yeah. it doesn't affect me personally but I understand why people would be upset or be bothered by playing this and I think that's important like a, mm-hmm. a, something that I didn't even consider to be an issue for me does not mean it's not an issue for others. So like taking myself outside of it just helps me be a more empathetic person. So again, good conversations to have about stuff like this. Um, Kit Fox reacted to it. Um, I I think they've been receptive to it, but I don't think the solution is just to ignore it and remove it. The controversy source. Right.
0: Because I also think that this is a good statement by, by having the statement like the, the voice of the game saying, hey, this is fucked up. This is not good. I think that's great. And I think that deserves to stay in, in your game. And, and especially if like that is the voice of the creator saying, hey, this is important to us. And, and I hope that also uh, coming out of this, and again, change is slow uh, oftentimes, but I hope what comes out of this is that more games start to include content warnings because I think that it's just only ever helpful to people. And sure, you might say like, oh, well, like, you know, let me say, for example, there's a content warning at the beginning of Doki Doki Literature Club. And if you go into that game blind, reading a content warning being like, oh, there's kind of dark stuff in here. What's going on about this? Even though that might like take away from your experience, big air quotes, it is going to do a lot for people who really need that. And and there is no, if you are helping people, I think that there's no reason for like, okay, well, man, it kind of sucks that this got spoiled a little bit for me, but at the end of the day, people need this, and I think it's important to have. Do you know what I'm trying
1: to say? Yeah, I'm trying to find um, specifically, because I know like the ESRB, when they're, when they're yeah. putting in uh, ratings for stuff, like if you look at the box, it'll be like partial nudity, violence, blood gore, that kind of thing. But when they uh, are, when a game applies to get ESRB rated, there's like a longer thing that explains the parts that could be problematic to people or justifying the reason. I I don't exactly know where I can find like the one, if I can find it for boyfriend dungeon, but they, they already do stuff like this and they yes. already think about stuff like this you know maybe the solution is not you know putting it up in the very front of you know the game before you start playing it maybe it's making it more easy to find uh maybe it's uh having you know more making it something that's more up in the front without the thing that you like if you're worried about spoilers and you don't want to have a spoiler thing being able to opt out of it i guess maybe Something like that, but making those ratings more easy to find, I think is not a bad thing.
0: Yeah, because on the ESRB website there is a full list of like here is specifically what sort of content is in this game, which I think is great. And I, I yeah. think what potentially a solution to that is, I'm not a you know, whatever, but I think a potential solution for that is say, hey, at the beginning of every game, here is the rating. And if you are if you need to find out more about this, check the ESRB website, this specific link, whatever. I think that could go a long way because I know that not everyone knows about that uh, and yes. and in my experience with it, and again my limited experience because I don't necessarily need to look at that sort of thing uh frequently um, it is pretty good <laughs> you know I'm sure there are ways for it to be improved and and whatnot, but in my experience with it it's it's pretty well uh well managed but I think. I don't know. In su- summation for me that's a word I learned from you. Uh content warnings good. Uh artist visions good. Eric from Boyfriend Dungeons bad. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> that is a good summary. <laughs> uh I, I, bad guy, good message. I, you know what I'm trying to say. You you just listen you, to our whole conversation about this, you know what yeah. the fuck I mean. Uh, <laughs>
1: I bet everyone's going to pull that one sound right that's what I'm
0: saying like (laughs) um yeah (laughs) but but hey uh that's uh that's the end of our of our boyfriend dungeon section so again I I put that time coats if you're just joining us again welcome back we are going to continue here by talking a little bit about um halo Justin I'm excited for halo are you excited for halo
1: you want the honest answer? Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I figured. I mean, I will play the single player. Um, I will probably enjoy that. I will get a little bit into the multiplayer. Um, But I... I'm not... I want it to do well, and I want it to be a good game. I mm-hmm. just don't have expectations about Halo being a good game, personally.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, look at, like... Three Four Three Industries and what they've done with the Halo series, and like that doesn't like instill confidence in me for thinking like they're really gonna knock out of the park with this game. <laughs> uh, I liked the the technical preview; I enjoyed that a
1: lot. And, um, and that that I think that does give me hope um, right. that it's going to be good. But I do worry that it's Halo fans saying that they liked it.
0: Yeah I mean let me say this like I'm a Halo fan but like not a Halo 4 and 5 fan
1: Right, <laughs> you right, know, right. Like, but you're like, still but you're still someone who is like from a place that that you like Halo and you have good memories yeah. of Halo I don't have bad memories of Halo Halo but, has just never yeah. been like a game that is up there in my best games of all time list right 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 that halo one maybe sense. for the experience of just playing it and like at that time like that was like a thing a moment game for me yeah um but specifically as of replaying it last year it was it's not in my top hundred list <laughs>
0: yeah i i understand i gotta play those games before that game comes out maybe yeah, i have we'll, so many things I was gonna to play say before we'll see we'll see out. if like, that geez. happens i mean yeah. we, it and who knows when that game is gonna come out? Hey,
1: I found that if you only get three hours of sleep a night, you can play more video games. There's a
0: lot of games you can play in that sleep time. Yeah. Yeah, Wh-
1: why even sleep the three hours?
0: Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. That's fucking gamer time. <laughs> <Are you> <laughs> <kidding>? <laughs> um yeah, but so so yesterday, breaking news. Uh Halo, the H- Halo Infinite is going to be launching without forge mode and yeah. campaign multiplayer.
1: Mm, no, that's not true.
0: Campaign co-op multiplayer?
1: Yeah, campaign co-op multiplayer. Oh,
0: excuse me. That's what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. Ca- not campaign comma multiplayer. I'm saying you cannot yeah, play campaign, campaign co-op yeah, with co-op people. Co-op
1: multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So Forge Mode is like, I could take your leave personally. Do you understand why people are so upset about this co-op thing?
1: I do, but it's also not necessarily like this it seems like there's always been a lot of controversy with the co-op i forget was that halo four when they didn't allow it local anymore so it was five
0: so it was five so here's what happened so halo like halo has been a i mean halo for one came out in 2001 which is you know split screen co-op was like the way to play games you know uh with your friends and and so it had two player co-op for uh the campaign all of the halo games through halo four have also had split screen multiplayer co-op. You know, you could do it online when that sort of thing sort of became a thing, um, but they all had it. it to the point where like halo three is designed to have it. So one play- person plays the arbiter, one pl- person plays master chief. Then halo five just didn't have it. And then people were mad because it was, like part of the DNA of halo. That's, that's a staple of halo of having this multiplayer when so many other big major franchises stopped supporting that just cause like, I don't know, probably a lot of people don't play it, but halo has always been that. So people were really mad. 343 was like, you're right. We're sorry. We can't do it for halo five, but we can do it for halo infinite. So that was the promise that they made back in the day. And then now they come on and say it's coming. It'll be coming with season two of the games multiplayer, which is going to be like three months into the launch. But it's not going to be a launch. And so I think people are just mad generally that that is an omission, which makes sense to me. If that's your thing, if like, I don't know, like I have to imagine the, my first halo experience was playing co-op with my older brother. We played through the campaign together. And like, I hold that very special to me. If you're the kind of person who that was your experience and then you continue to do that up through five and then we're like, Oh, well shit. Now we don't get to do our annual or, you know, semi-annual halo campaign playthrough. That kind of sucks, and the fact that they said "promise," like yo, we are going to be putting this in the game. I think had people made people expect that it was going to be launching with that feature. Would you agree? Do you know what I'm trying to say?
1: I mean, I can I get that, but I also like is the alternative like what 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 would the solution be? Would you rather not have a campaign? We have the multiplayer first. Oh, gosh, like, no, I mean, I I I, uh, I I know. Like when I read this, I was like, shoot. We're not gonna get the multi the the campaign at I thought first. that's what it said too right yeah. exactly, and then I read it and I was like, co-op, and I was like that's gonna eh, yeah yeah, okay and um i I would have been worried that this guy hey everyone listening, uh, this game has not been going through development smoothly, just gonna throw that one out there
0: and, well, that's the thing it's the <laughs> fact that they delayed it a whole fucking year and then are like, hey, these features are not going to be a launch and I think that's what people are like. Okay, you delay your game a year. I think that's a smart move. But what you also need to understand is that expectations, whether you want them to or not, are going to rise because people are now being like, okay, they decided to delay this a whole year. So that must mean that they need time to figure this out to make it really great. So let's see what you got. And then they're like, no campaign co-op, no forge. And like, again, not that I was going to play it co-op, but like kind of sucks that, for anyone who who was planning on that or who has been thinking about it ever since they promised back in well twenty fifteen you know
1: so I think I mean ultimately I I've, you, I want what's best for the game um, and if this if if the Halo if this campaign launches and it's bad yeah that is going to be horrible for Halo moving forward this
0: is the Halo that either makes it or breaks it I think. Like, in the minds of everyone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting what they're doing with this whole infinite thing and how they're having the multiplayer free-to-play separate from the actual campaign kind of, right? Like, how that's there. Because I think they're setting up for a future in which maybe we just stop with the campaign. Right. (laughs) Like, like that option is going to be there. But, like, if they mess this up and if they did launch the co-op and it's not as good, um, that... That would hurt it, and I I want games to succeed. I'm pretty sure that Microsoft wants this game to be the best possible game that's possible. And just like with the delay, if waiting three months makes this a better experience, even waiting six months will make it a better experience, then wait that time. Mm-hmm. This is a this is like a delay, but you're also getting stuff with it. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. still getting the campaign. You still can play that. You still have the multiplayer to do. Like I I I I if you're upset, like I, I I understand. Like you can be upset. Like I'm not saying that you should feel like dumb for feeling upset with that. Like if you're looking forward to it, but I'm I'm trying to look at it from a perspective of I want this game to be good. I hope this game is good. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting this game to be good <laughs> yeah. personally, but um this is this will. Allowed the developers to focus more on making that single player game better for launch sooner, and rather than delaying everything. Yeah, I think I think it's a sacrifice that's going to be in the best interest of the game. I I know what you mean. Yeah,
0: I think it's a rock and a hard place for them, but I think being upfront about that is pretty a good choice. I think <laughs> you would. I think you would want to get out in front of that as soon as possible. So maybe you know X at least there are. Hopefully within four months of its release.
1: Well, and that's what I'm going to say. When is this
0: game coming out? I think we're going to find out uh, at the end of this month when Xbox does their Gamescom showcase.
1: I think they're going to be like, "And here's all the Halo shit we got." And I think part of the reason they didn't announce it yet was because it could have been a situation where it's not coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah. But now they're like, "Okay, we can get it out this year. We just can't. We have to cut something. What are we going to cut?" co-op and forge mode yeah and that could be a big boost bringing forge mode back into it like after the game's been out for a while like, that's very I, I true yeah that'll be good that'll be good the co-op thing i i understand but like also i'm i'm i'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping this game is going to be good so
0: yeah please oh justin let's talk very briefly about pokemon i'm not i'm i'm a Gotta big pokemon fan all... i'm a big pokemon fan i'll say it um they had the pokemon no presents this past week and they talk about pokemon unite which i haven't checked out because i don't have any interest in mobas but um i i've not checked out pokemon unite not really my thing is it are you if you played it's it downloaded it- on
1: my switch i will check it out i'm getting concerned at how complicated getting all the characters seems to be like yeah they have like if we get a million people to pre-download on the phone you can get a pikachu and and all this other stuff but right. hey i mean i'm sure this game uh, hey you know i he- uh, it's I'm, i might play it it'll be good i'm not a moba so
0: yeah um they they talked a little bit more about like fifth anniversary of pokemon go pokemon master dx which is like a mobile game as well uh also not plugged into that they did show off more of pokemon brilliant diamond and uh, shimmering pearl what is it called shimmering pearl
1: shining pearl uh, shining <laughs> pearl <laughs> that could be it's the same thing
0: yeah.
1: um i don't know i'm not gonna play these games <laughs> i mean i i I will probably play the uh, brilliant Shining Pearl. I mean, I think that'll come at a good time. I'm looking for a good Switch game. I'm not super stoked about the Metroid. I've started to play, I forget if I had Diamond or Pearl. Um, I was playing that on the uh, DS, and I got like a third of the way through it, and I just kind of stopped. Yeah. Um, And I think this will be the perfect way for me to get back into it. Sure. Um, and if I can use the Pokemon home, then I can bring all my uh, Let's Go uh, Eevee and That's my uh, Sword and Shield Pokemon in there, level up quick. I'm ready for that. So I, it looks cool. I think some of the, the changes that they made is they had the Grand Underground. Have you played that the original ones by any chance?
0: Yeah, yeah. I did not love them as a kid. Like, I played those yeah. when they came out, and I
1: thought they were I. So, like, they, they have the Grand Underground, which is was in the original game, but it looks like they've expanded it a little bit, and it seems like... You have, like, a secret base underground that they were talking about, like, based on what you have in the secret base, you get more Pokemon to come out, like, specific Pokemon to come out in the underground. Mm-hmm. So I, I am personally, like, I think if they make this game fun to, like, just do, make it checklist and try to catch all the Pokemon... That's fun for me. I really enjoyed um, maxing out my Pokedex in uh, Sword and Shield, and I thought that was the easiest game in the series to do that, and Mm -hmm. the most accessible game in the series to do that. So I'm crossing my fingers that this game will be good. Plus, you get to put stickers on your Pokeballs, which changes what it looks like when it comes out of the Pokeball.
0: I believe that was a thing from back in the day, and that's a welcome return. Also, I will say this. The... I'm a sucker for when you can... I, I guess I just like playing dress-up in video games. Uh, <laughs> the alternate outfits for those characters yeah. are so fucking fire. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to skip that one. However, Pokemon Legends Arceus looks like a good game. I am really excited for that game. They showed off a lot of it, um, showing like what it actually is. And it looks like it's the... A lot of fans were disappointed with Sword and Shield as they were basically just the same formula that pokemon's been doing since red and blue but um this looks like this is a new tick on the formula and i think it looks pretty cool what do you think
1: so as i was watching it i wrote this in the in the show doc and i think this is how i'm going to conceptualize it and i think this is a pretty accurate way to do it it's like the monster hunter meets pokemon kind of game yeah You have uh, a town that you go to to get quests to basically go out into the world and create the first Pokedex. So you have to find the Pokemon. Um, It's a little bit more like it's not always about like attacking the monster. Nope. um, Or the Pokemon, I guess in this game, like it would be a monster hunter because it looks like certain Pokemon will be you have to like creep up to and sneak up to in order to catch it. Other ones you have to. uh, use your Pokemon in order to go and fight it. Um, other ones, it seems like it's a bigger, like, boss character that you have to do something to mm-hmm. try to, like, bring down. So, if that's the case, I think that would be fun because the game is getting your Pokedex.
0: That's the thing. It, it seems like it is going to really, from that f- footage we saw, it seems like it's going to require the player to, like, really think about how they're going to interact with this Pokemon, right? Yeah. It showed, like, yeah. okay, this little Starly is going to fly away when you go by it. Well, cr- if you crouch in the tall grass, and then you get it with a Pokeball from when it's not expecting it, like oh, then now you got it. But you had to like think about it, you know what I mean? We're like yo, this match champ is like really upset that I'm over here. Well, yeah. let's, we're gonna have to do a little bit more of a head-on assault with with a, you know, Lucario or Floatzel.
1: <laughs> Those are t- I'm Pokemon impressed at the na- at these t- names t- you're you're doing when they were with the Pokemon Unite they're like naming these like a uh, the zero the Zararo or whatever I was like oh that's a Pokemon huh oh it looks yeah. like a Digimon uh oh, you know you know do you
0: think vanilla is going to be in this one <laughs> that's ice that's a real pokemon <laughs> that's and i the know ice that from pokemon. sword and
1: shield because oh, like, yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're walking around the ice area and all of a sudden you just see like a freaking smoothie coming at you <laughs> <laughs> when are we getting the boba boba tea pokemon <laughs> oh man i can't wait for that one dude i love it's I'm little eyes will be fan. the boba floating around oh that's actually kind of cute hey let's make pokemon
0: yeah let's do it and uh, it's oh dude it's easy it's one of those like no, it's Eevee. Great, wonderful. The first form of it is just a little boba, and then the second form is it gets the tea. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> anyway. Um, and it, it improves its uh, stats if you give it... if you Its held item is like a pointy straw or something like that. Um,
1: <laughs> anyway. I'll be playing this game in January.
0: Yes. Yes, we will. And I'm actually really excited about it so justin uh, the last thing i want to talk about today is 12 minutes now we have been playing
1: it all week wait let me start the stopwatch so just so we oh, don't go v- over.
0: very fun very fun for 12 uh-huh. minutes yeah, yeah got it you want to talk right. about it for oh, okay yeah
1: okay we got okay, um, so b- yeah. big
0: thank you to annapurna interactive for sending us those codes really appreciate it um but we've been playing it all week i've i know i've finished it if i assume you have as well yes i did
1: Okay. And, and uh, this was one of the things that I, so literally I, I, um, had a really, this was our first full week back for me teaching. So like it's, it was a busy week for me to set everything up. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I was up, uh, Thursday until like two in the morning, <laughs> finishing this <laughs> game because it was just like, I oh, got, I'm so close. I got to finish it. Yeah. So that was a mistake. Uh, Friday I was out of it, but, uh,
0: so so we're going to be doing a just a general discussion about the game real quick here. And then uh, as a little way to say, hey, sorry that we boned it last week about the episode on Saturday, we're going to be releasing a longer uh, spoiler filled discussion. So you'll have time to play the game uh, and we can talk about it. it's not a particularly long game. So even if you're just picking it up by 12 week, minutes, uh, no longer than that, weirdly enough, it, was, it ran me about four to six hours. I wasn't keeping track, but about there.
1: Yeah, but really only about, like, two hours of content. The rest was just reliving things over and over again, right?
0: Yeah, and we're getting to that review, aren't we? <laughs> so we? So just also, real quick, for reference, uh, we played this on Xbox Series X, both of us. Um, it is a point-and-click-ass, point-and-click adventure game <laughs> um, where you are like, okay, well, I have a spoon. What do I do with the spoon? Uh, not much, <laughs> as it turns out. But um, Well... Basically, if you're not familiar, 12 Minutes is a game about a man caught in a time loop and there are three characters in it, his wife, uh, himself, and a cop that shows up at 12.05 every single uh, loop voiced by, the man is voiced by James McAvoy, the wife is Daisy Ridley, and the cop is the Green Goblin himself, Willem Dafoe. Yes, Uh, a man. And um, so let's talk about this. Just, just... Again, it's hard to talk about this game without doing spoilers. So we are going to be doing our spoiler cast in a little bit here, releasing on Saturday. But generally, what do you think of this game? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Recommend it it or not? Better than the medium? What do you think?
1: Uh, So it's worse than the medium. I'll start off with that just to set your tone. Okay. Um, But this game is... Well, it's really hard for me to recommend you play it. (laughs) But it's also like a game (sighs) that... The fun part of this game, for me, the part that makes this game better than the medium, for me, is not the game. It's talking with people about the game.
0: Yes, it has so been the conversation being, s- surrounding it, yeah.
1: Exactly. So with that being said, this game is on Game Pass. It's If you have Game Pass, you can play it. That means it's easy for you to play, even if you just experience part of it, just to get in, in the conversation of it. Um, I would say definitely play it. Um, I think it's... Mm-hmm. I'm let me let me tell you, I am so excited to talk to you about this game, dude. Me too, me too, me too. Um, um,
0: let me say this: I think the first thirty to forty-five minutes of this game are great. Yes, I, I think that that the Mister, like the initial, like what the hell am I supposed to do, and then like trying different stuff out. I think that stuff is really great. Ten out of ten. And then like it gets to a point where you're just redoing and like asking yourself like, what am I like, what am I doing? How do I make this happen? Um, which is when it starts to go downhill and then there are some plot things that happen that make me think that this game is actually kind of gross and
1: bad. Um, And 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 which makes it hard to recommend people to play it, Correct. even though the convert, you know, it's just, it just, is really hard to say, like, go out and play this game. (laughs)
0: Correct. Correct. And, and like, it's saving graces. I think it is on Game Pass. And again, the first 30, 45 minutes, I think are like, whoa, this is pretty cool. And then it yeah. kind of goes downhill from there. I do think it does a lot to make like, I don't know, when I figured something out, like there, there's an integral piece of evidence that you need. And when you find that piece of evidence, uh, it, there's a Polaroid. I'll just be candid about that. There's a Polaroid you're looking for. And then when you find it, at least for me, I was like, yo, like I was smart about where that would be and, and, and all that sort of stuff. Those are when I was like, those are the moments when I'm like, yo, this is actually kind of cool. And then, uh, but th- that's kind of fleeting. Those that that feeling of, I don't know, smartness. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, like eighty five percent frustration, five percent happiness, what's the 10 percent, um, crying.
0: And you got another five percent.
1: Oh, I do. Yeah, five percent.
0: Five percent. I should have slept. Defoe.
1: Yes. You know, that's 100% William for yeah. everything. This game is William Defoe man.
0: Because he, here's the thing, too. Like, I thought the performances were kind of lacking. Like, I was actually kind of really disappointed in them. I thought William Dafoe was all right. But I just, I guess, William
1: Dafoe was William Dafoe. Like, he's just always like, doing like yeah, doing that. But then the fact that Daisy Ridley and James McElroy are characters, you're like, oh, the, like, if, you, if I did not yeah. know that. And, and I would not have known that. Like,
0: not that, th- not that this is like a deal breaker or anything, but I think Daisy Ridley's accent is quite bad. Like, she slips into the British one pretty frequently. Her first line is like, "She's like, oh, I didn't hear you come in," but she like, "Oh, I didn't hear you come in." <laughs> it's like
1: How many times have you heard that line?
0: A lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got that fucking script memorized. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, I think it's worth checking out. At least for that first thirty and forty-five minutes, and then if you're intrigued enough to be like, "Ooh, what is the c- conversation surrounding this game?" Play it, and you'll know. Um, that's that's all I think I want to say on it in this in
1: this moment. Yeah, I so I I think in as a as a I think structurally there are problems with this game, not even a story wise that don't make it v- a very good adventure game. Yeah, because there are so many times when you discover a secret or you know the answer and then it's not it's it's trying to get the game's logic to make the game like even if you have the answer and you have all the pieces to the puzzle it's like i'm going against what the 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 game wants me to do because i know too much and like yeah. trying to like solve the puzzle sometimes is very frustrating because of that um i also re- really think that the way now this is this is a hard thing to do don't get me wrong but the way the characters react to certain situations don't make sense based on what you've learned. Yes. So when you come back to do something like at the very beginning, like without like a spoiler situation here, it's just like the stuff that you learn at the end. If you go back and play stuff from earlier in the loop, there's no reference to the fact that that stuff happened at the end, that your character knows the stuff happens at the end. Correct. Yes. So what could drastically change the conversation where things are found with whatever it doesn't because the game doesn't have that logic programmed into it. And I think the worst thing about an adventure game, because adventure games can be obtuse anyway, and there are some obtuse puzzles for this game. But when the obtuseness is also added with the fact that the game didn't expect you to try something Mm -hmm. makes it hard to for me to like enjoy the adventure and want to try things out because I feel like I'm fighting against the game rather than fighting against the puzzle.
0: I also thought it was, it's pretty unclear about like what is going to happen when you do certain things, which I, you know, there is a, a, a uh, trial and error section of that. But I was like, okay, so the cop's going to come in and he's going to zip tie us both and and throw us both on the ground. Well, he comes and he starts interrogating uh, the wife and then he comes on over to you. And then there's like 15 seconds of him choking you out. And, and Daisy really is like screaming, help me, help me, whatever. Right. I was like, okay, you can cut yourself out of the zip tie with a knife. But if if I try to do it, the cop walks over immediately to me and, and strangles me and, and you start the loop over. I'm going to give the knife to the wife and she's going to be able to cut herself free while he's, strangling me and then she'll be able to attack him so i tried to use the command of give knife to wife uh so there is no command of give knife to wife it is use knife on wife," which uh i horribly stabbed her to death it was like it was like the most he has a line before you do it where he's like there's no coming back from this and i was like i know like she's gonna be okay like she will she's going to save us. She's going to save us. And then he's like, honey. And she walks over and he's like, stab, stab, stab. So I was like, Oh my (laughs) gosh, that was not what I thought was going to happen. So like understanding exactly what the game is, exactly what like your abilities are, I think are a little bit of a deterrent in terms of like puzzle solving or like, uh, you have this point, you have, you have the ability to, to prove that you are in a time loop. And like, there's one, piece of evidence early on that's like pretty damning to say like yo how like there's no way I could know about this if I wasn't in a time loop and um that doesn't convince the wife <laughs> like you need, <laughs> you need two pieces of evidence and by the time you have two pieces of evidence you only need the second piece to convince her so it's just like weird that like it sets it up for me to be thinking like okay well what else can I find so I spent a really long yeah. time like thinking like what else can I get her to do that would make me think like oh okay got it but yeah it, it,
1: so um, uh I, 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 there is some like I think the like the the game itself. There's some interesting things that you can interact with and interesting like things that are like planned by the developers. But I think sometimes when you like go outside of what they plan is when it becomes a problem. Yeah. I also like how there are multiple ways to solve puzzles. And I think when you talk, like like you you texted me something about a way to solve something, and I was like, that's not how I did it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and well, like, you were like
0: you were like, oh, I've been doing that. It's like it took me. F- I was wasting (laughs) so much time.
1: And like, I think that stuff is pretty cool when when it can be like that, but the game really is not a sandbox in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I wish it were, but I mean, I I get it's hard to like program all the different instances of stuff that you get to do. Yeah. um, But it still felt a little limiting in certain things. And I really hated, I hated the top down perspective significantly. Uh, It took some getting used to, I thought it was fine, but. And I hated it because it made it hard to see certain things. Um, I, 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 I just think there'd be more options to like see stuff and like interact with the world and know what's around your house if it wasn't in that top down perspective. Yeah. Um, but I really do love how the game is so small in terms of the space.
0: Yes. It's very, it, it, what I appreciate about it, it is very clear. Here's what you can pick up. Yes. Here's what the, here's what the variables are.
1: Yes. And then you can sort of
0: expand those by. You know, learning new things about where things exactly. might be located exactly. and stuff, but, um, yeah, I was. I'll say this: this was like one of my like most anticipated of the year. Yeah, major letdown. Like, yeah. I'm I'm really disappointed to the point where, and I don't say this frequently, I I do think that this is worse than the medium. With like a hundred, with all the with all of the things that we just said, like you know, there's some good stuff about it, and the the idea is really cool, and like it starts off really strong, but then just like plummets into like yo i don't i can't get down with this
1: Uh, man i I gotta pull that clip out of you saying i know uh, it's worse than the medium and i'm just gonna superimpose that in every conversation that we have i'm gonna get like one of those like sound boards and just like every time
0: i'm trying to think like what else have we talked about that i've been like worse than the medium destruction (laughs) all-stars probably i don't know if i said this explicitly but destruction all-stars was worse than the medium do you Uh, hear that
1: that, that's 12 minutes. That's 12 oh. minutes. It just just ended. Okay. Well, all right.
0: <sighs> Go play the game or not. No, I'm Not your dad. Um, you can beat
1: it in 12
0: minutes. He, not, yeah. You can't. You cannot,
1: unfortunately. I oh, don't um, play it right then.
0: <laughs> can you imagine? You got to look at the loop, th- like, <laughs> all right, there's your lot. I don't know what they were talking about there. That was kind of wild. <laughs> um, so, anyway. Hey, if you want to hear more about 12 Minutes, we're going to be doing a spoiler cast. We're going to be getting a little bit deeper into it. That's going to be releasing on Saturday. We've said that a few times, but hey, uh, thanks for for putting up with us. Sorry that there was no episode last week. We do appreciate your patience. Um, And as a result, this episode might be just a little bit longer because we wanted to touch on those things that we mentioned last week as well. Uh, If you're interested, you can follow us on Twitter. At Hitbox Pod, or send us an email at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. Um, our, our both of our personal Twitters are in the description for the episode as well, uh, as as, lo- as well as all the articles that we referenced and read and, and things of that nature. Justin, am I forgetting anything here?
1: Um. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. There, there's probably going to be one, and I'm so happy. They they frequently do September Nintendo
0: Directs. That could be uh, announced.
1: Yeah. I well, I might have a new game of the year.
0: I mean, I don't know if it's going to be announced for this year, but oh, uh, I mean, I don't know. If they
1: did, new game of the year.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I'll uh, I'd try it. I'd try it for you, so we could talk about. And I well, mean, I, I mean, probably like it too.
1: You should play Zoom of Chronicles two. I mean, well, I mean, justin and Halo one and two and, and three, three and, and four, four and, and ODST <laughs> and Reach and five. Yeah, yeah, we're, gonna, we're really gonna see that about backlog, that, man. woo,
0: woo. we're gonna. We're getting there. We're probably talking about Second Ounce 2 next week a little bit, uh, among, uh, among other things. But, Justin, always remember, old games are old. We'll catch you next time. Later. Bye.
1: I'll stop recording